Hey, it's Grandpa Jim. Welcome to Motivation Central Station. I have a wonderful program set up for you. Uh, For those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, my podcast is primarily about mental health and keeping you positive and on the right track. And uh, we do a lot of goal setting on this show. So every other episode or so we like to check in and make sure we're on our goals but today i got a really exciting exciting show set up for you i'm going to talk about two females today that are really capturing world headlines uh you know the uh uh maxwell uh griswell maxwell from um the jeffrey epstein case uh, has been taken into custody. I'm going to talk about what I think her defense is going to be uh, when she does finally get into court. There's a lot of belief that she should have turned herself in prior to. Um, They have a lot of, lot of potential 20-year, you know, life-type sentences set up for her, um, a handful or so. So most likely there's a good chance that she's going away for a very, very long time. And then also I want to talk about Carol Baskin. Um, This is the third time I'm talking about Carol. And um, I'll get to that a little little bit later. So um, I want to talk about uh, the defense that I see coming into court for uh, Giswell Max, uh, Maxwell, uh, Gislaine Maxwell, I'm sorry. And uh, I want to talk about, uh, you know, what I think is going to happen here. Number one, if you're familiar with this case, you're probably more familiar than I am. I always try to look at the mental health aspects, what drives people, uh, what their possible state of mind was at the time of the alleged incident. Um, this case is much different than the one um, I did on Carol Baskin. I'm not going to go in deep on her. She's from the Tiger King series. And I don't know if you've seen that doc, but it was very interesting to me. Her case to diagnose, I'm going to do a mental health uh, assessment. It's called a biopsychosocial assessment. We're going to try to look into, you know, we look into a person's uh, health background and, you know, we look into the family and their health backgrounds. And, and then we look at uh, the mental health situations of not just the person we're looking at, but maybe mother or father were bipolar or, and, um, you know, their, their social connections and what type of people they hang out with and what does their family connections look like. Um, Carol Baskin's uh assessment that I did on her mental health. Uh, We're back a couple episodes if you just scroll down. Um, If you do like these types of uh, podcasts, if you can hit subscribe, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, So, um, but with Carol in the documentary Tiger King, she gave tons of information uh, with uh, Grizzlane. Not so much, you know, there's nothing that I have found yet. And this is just the first initial assessment I'm going to be doing with her. Um, And I'll dig deeper and see what else I can come up with. But I see a couple of things coming on. Uh, Number one, you know, when you look at uh, Grizzlane is that uh, if 
it's a fairy fairy tale life existence. It's like the top of the one percent, you know. Like she and her family had so many connections. There has been some gray smoke around some of her father's dealings. Um, I've seen the term fraudster, fraudster associated with her father, Robert Maxwell, that was a media mogul in Europe. And then her younger brothers, too, um, got caught in a fraud situation with some pension money from uh, the company ended up owning the, uh, I think it's called the Mir Group, and they own some newspapers in uh, some of the bigger newspapers in London, the UK, that sort of thing. And they got caught up in um, trying to do some stuff with that pension that wasn't uh, on the up and up. So there's a little bit of gray clouds around this family already. Um, I look at her, this is what I think that drove Gris Lane, especially with this grooming. Now, in my practice I do do social work and I work in mental health um, primarily as a substance abuse counselor and a peer support and what I see with her is I see a lot of codependency I think what you're going to see in this plead when they do get into court they're going to bring up sexual abuse uh, and that I don't even know if that exists because I have not found that yet. But I'm sure as a defense attorney, they're going to say that, you know, she didn't function well. And um, But I want to look at her and um, she, uh, I, I see... What might have drove her to this? Oh, well, in my counseling, too, I want to say this, is that sometimes I run into uh, ladies that were sexually abused. And uh, and this didn't just happen once or twice in my line of work, but, you know, uh, definitely a few handfuls of times where women were abused by their female um, babysitter. So... We tend to, I think, as a society to not think of women in that aggressive type behaviors, um, but they do exist. And uh, they. I could see a defense using that for her. I do not know if that happened to her or not. But what I do see with her is a lot of codependency. I see Jeffrey Epstein being the father she never had. Um, When you have a father that owns that kind of business, she was sent to boarding schools. So I think maybe she felt a sense of abandonment early on and probably never had that really close connection when you have somebody that's addicted to wealth, power, and money, as her father was, uh, she probably felt uh, floating alone at times. And I'm not justifying her behavior, her criminal behavior, because what she's accused of is criminal behavior. And if it is true, which I'm sure it is, because I'm going to trust these women that came forth 
And who would create a story like this? I just don't see that happening. Uh, I think she was codependent on Jeffrey Epstein. I think she saw her father in him. And Jeffrey Epstein, I will be doing some type of... uh, in the near future, but I really want to focus on her right now um, and this particular case and when they get in the court, what I think the defense is going to be. And so um, with Ghislaine and uh, Jeffrey Epstein and her seeing her father in him and Jeffrey Epstein being caught up in his own you know, addiction, which was sexual addiction and zoning out from the world that way. And that was probably the only time she could fully get his interest was when she was, you know, catering to his uh, sickness and illness and she probably got a lot of return from him in that at that time. And I think later on, she probably realized that this relationship is not going anywhere. But what's kind of interesting to me is that she started this fund. So she's a very capable woman. Not only was her father a uh, business mogul, her mother was very educated and went to... Oxford uh, University, as well as she. She went to uh, a school that was connected to Oxford, which is one of the oldest colleges in the world, um, and a lot of prestige with that. Uh, like, again, she had this most fairy tale life, um, but if you do a criminal act, no matter who you are, you should be prosecuted to uh, the fullest. So she um, also uh, with this, so she's quite capable and she also started something called uh, the Terra Mar, the Terra Mar Project, which was a advocacy for uh, cleaning up the oceans and I have found video of her speaking about that. She seemed really passionate about these fish. And so I was thinking, how she could she disconnect from people? Again, her state of mind at the time of this, uh, of these allegations, again, I do believe they're true. Uh, they're gonna. The defense is gonna be that she was had a substance abuse problem. She didn't know what she was doing. It's gonna be that Jeffrey Epstein was forcing her. She felt threatened if she was gonna walk away, and I can see that uh, playing out with that. And uh, I'm gonna get a little more in depth when I can find more video on her but it's really really hard again because uh in carol baskins uh on the tiger king she really let her guard down so um it leads me over to carol baskin at this point and you know is carol baskin capable of murder we we established that already yes she's capable of murder you know she was traumatized um you know, so I think there's a disconnect with her as well with, uh, 
you know, feeling and coping with individuals. That's why she connected to cats. And uh, what I learned recently is that her and her husband, Don Lewis, that went, that disappeared, that she would do a lot of stuff when he was out of town. Supposedly, the story goes, is that when Carol was menstruating, that Don would go to Costa Rica and hook up with other ladies there and then supposedly that Carol would pawn some of his more valuable items and so he started putting restraining orders on her and so again I'm not going to do the full mental health diagnosis here but if you check out Those uh, couple earlier ones I did of Carol, you'll find that out. But with this new light of this, uh, these arguments and her putting restraining orders, to me it shows there was always a, not always, there was a break in the marriage. uh, But it does show me always that she could just disconnect from any of the men in her life. Again, she was uh, sexually traumatized. And so I think she could shut that switch on and off. And I also think when the first time she realized, I think she did finally trust men again when she first met Don Lewis. And then when Don Lewis uh, cheated on her and she found out, then I think she just went all in on taking care of her cats and isolating. And, um, you know, it was now just about Carol for them. Uh, that moving forward. So anyways, uh, one final thought, how are your goals coming? Again, for those of you that haven't tuned in before, um, if you like these kind of talks, I'll be doing more about Kislaine and I'm going to do one more final uh, in-depth on Carol Baskin and I want to do some mental health stuff on, you know, Jeffrey Epstein. We know You know, he had sexual addiction and that sort of thing. But I want to do some background and see what I can find on his family connections, whether it was biologically driven or, um, you know, this was something he popped up into his own life. And so uh, we'll we'll get to those. But how are your goals coming? Um, Are you staying with them? Have... uh, you're a person that's just tuning in and you haven't set any major goals yet, you know, do you want to see your life flourish? Do you want to see it go in a great positive direction? Then like the architect that builds the beautiful mansion, it's always good to get things down on paper and figure things out. And if you you can't answer um, this all-important question, Where do you see yourself in two years from now, five years from now? We'll give you something to think about. And then we'll check back in with you in a week or two weeks. And we'll make sure that you're on the same path. And I think the reason why people get off of um, their newfound habits is um, nobody holds them accountable. And it's really easy to slip backwards than to maintain. I want to be the guy that can help you maintain your uh, goals that you're trying to reach. So, hey, thanks for a <laughs> Grandpa Jim cannot talk today. Uh, Grandpa Jim's actually coming from the porch today to 
And I need to get a true rocking chair out here if I'm going to be a true grandpa. So (laughs) you guys all have a wonderful day today and God bless and try to go help another person. And if you feel you have nothing to give anybody, you can always give a smile. So, hey, thanks for hanging out with Grandpa Jim today. Love you all.